Agent Pursuit Business Mastery is produced by CIR Realty and presented by Kirsten Favron and Lindsay Smith. CIR Realty is the largest, most productive real estate brokerage in Alberta, Canada, and has remained independent and Canadian-owned since 1983. Learn more at agentpursuit.com. Enjoy this episode and subscribe for more great content. First business mastery live shoot, right? <laughs> that's Just it. instilling that's confidence in us. That's right. That's right. Well, future ones will be pre-recorded. We wanted to do this one uh, <laughs> live based off of uh, this experience. But uh, here we go, ready to go. So welcome to uh, another episode of CR Realty Business Mastery. We are here today with Natalie Scholard and Sunny Pander. And today we're talking about starting from zero. So these are two wonderful individuals who started from zero in their business, brand new in the industry, and found some success, not without some you know, road bumps along the way, but we're super excited to have them. So thank you both for coming on the show today. Thank you for having Thanks. us. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Well, let's get started with, what did you guys do before you got into real estate? Natalie, kick us off. Okay, so um, I spent 14 years actually with the Real Estate Council of Alberta. I was their manager of communications for most of that time. I have a journalism degree, so that's where I landed, learned about real estate. You might recognize Natalie from such publications as oh, Rika's quarterly newsletter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> summaries, yeah, yeah, surveys, all of those good things, news releases, yeah. That's awesome. Well, what did yeah. you do before that? Okay, before that, so I have a journalism degree. Frankly, before that, there wasn't a lot of jobs. I was there for 14 years, so wow, I spent, right. yeah, oh, yeah, I spent, I was only out of university, I guess, for two years before I joined RICA. Um, I worked for a small agricultural communications company in Calgary. I have a journalism degree from Carleton, and I don't speak oh, French, great. so I moved to Alberta. So you've been in the real estate space for quite some time. Yeah, for, yeah, I was, I guess I was 24 when I started at RICA. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Sunny? Well, I was in banking for a little over eight years before I got into real estate. Um, so I didn't have a lot of experience with real estate itself, but a lot of the background stuff, like mortgages and, and lending yeah. and things like that. And kind of what else, like, I guess that was it. That's, yeah. that's what I did before. Cool. And what made you want to take the leap for into real estate? Uh, honestly, I was tired of banking. So it's, it's, it's a very tough industry with the amount of pressure that they put on you for, for sales and um, not a lot of reward that comes with it. Right. So to me, the most important thing was, was having time and being rewarded for your hard work. So, uh, so, so well said. I, I was tired of the nine to five uh, with like a ceiling of, of salary. So you're like so. nine to nine is a lot better in real estate now. Well, if, if, if I want to do, if, well, well, if I want to do nine to nine this week and then I want to do you right. know, nine to noon for the following week, totally. it's in my control, right? Yeah. And it yeah. is nice to know that if you're going to do nine to nine, you're actually getting paid for the extra hours, right? Like that's, for sure. that's reward for your time, which is a bit different. Natalie, mm -hmm. what about you? What was your motivation to get into real estate? To get into real Well, I kind of felt like I was in real estate. I mean, the fact is I was very familiar True. with the industry yeah um so the sales part of it. what made you say yeah, i want to sell part of it. real estate i like it like i i think it was something i always wanted to in fact before i started at rika the communications company that i worked for had a brokerage next door and so we're talking almost 20 years ago i walked into the brokerage just kind of being like oh what do you guys do is this and i was 25 years old like i didn't know 
Um, and it wasn't the right time. Yeah. And five years later, it wasn't the right time. And 10 years later, it wasn't the right time. I'm not still convinced that this was the right time. <laughs> um, but I loved, I like houses and I like people. And I do like what Sunny, Sunny said, um, if I work more, I benefit more. That's right. And if yeah. I work less, that's for me to decide. So it gave me a little bit more control, but still kept me in the space that I enjoy, people, real estate. I love when you can do that, when you can layer on to previous experience. And even lots of people in banking or the service industry, if you can pull those pieces over, mm -hmm. then um, it can be a great aspect. So Sunny, tell us, starting in real estate, what was your goal uh, for your business? When you first started off, what was your goal and, uh, uh, or actually to start with this, did you have a goal and would you be willing to share it with us when you first got into the business? For sure, so uh, I, I set a really high goal for myself. I, I told myself in the first year, I wanna sell one house per month. Okay, yep. Um, it was a very, very tough goal to, to achieve, but I constantly looked back at, uh, at my goal sheet and um, when the end of the year came up, I, I noticed actually I, I hit that target. So congratulations. Yeah, nice work. But um, like along that, that year, it wasn't like every month there was just a house sale, right? So there was, there was a lot of challenges because, you know, I went through like a four month spell of, of not selling anything. But then that fifth month came and I had five deals that, that went through all at once. Yes. So it was really just kind of having a process and sticking to it, really believing the system, right? Natalie, same thing. Did you have a goal when you first started off and um, could you share it with us? Okay, so I, when I really first started off, my, my first goal, because I hadn't looked long-term, my first goal was get a client. Yeah. And then it was get that first sale, just get that, get that one under your belt and it's probably going to be a buyer. Um, and then it was okay, you got that. And then I was like, I want a listing and I want to sell a listing. So I had those little things that happened along the way. Once that first client, that first purchase, that first sale, then I looked towards, so what do I want to do this year? Because I did what I said I wanted to do. And so actually my number is the same as Sunny. So 2019 will be my first full calendar year licensed and I would like 12, 12 ends yeah. in that year. And much also like Sunny, I had four months of being licensed without anything. So that means if I'm hitting 12, I need to do more than one a month for the rest of the time. And so um, that, is, that is my goal for this year. I think one of the things that people forget about sometimes is that you set a goal and it could be aspirational, it could be you know, way up here, but you can't just start. It's like, I wanna do one a month. Well, you're starting at zero, so how do you just next month say, or this month coming up, the yeah. next 30 days, now I'm gonna hit my goal, I wanna do two a month. Yeah. Like how do you just start? Like you need to build to that, and, and that can take some time. I mean there's every once in a while a deal, an easy one will fall into your lap, mm -hmm. but you need to have it where um, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do two a month, but I'm gonna start that in three months from now to give myself time to ramp up to get the speed to get up to that. We set a goal for, with our team for, a very aspirational goal, but we had, we had never come here close to that. So two months into it, we're already like 26 ends behind where we wanted to be, and we're like, uh, boy, are we idiots, you know? So um, anyways, that's that. That's my <laughs> inspiring thought. <laughs> inspiring thought. Don't be an idiot. Well, and obviously, Sunny, so Sunny, we, I don't know if we mentioned this initially, but Sunny was Sierra's Rookie of the, of the Year last year, so 
Congratulations. Like, that is unbelievable. And Natalie, you. you are, I don't want to jinx anything, but probably on track to do very well yourself in your first year, which is why they're here and why we're having this conversation with them. So a little bit of context why we picked Sunny and Ellie to be here. But given the fact that things are going well, where did you learn or what foundation books, courses did you take right off the bat? Because you mentioned, you know, following the process was so important. So where did you learn what that process was? Did you pick something? Was it a coach? Was it certain classes? Was it a mentor in the business? Uh, so I, I spent a lot of time at the beginning in CIR offices. So if I was going to work, uh, you know, doing some research on the market or, or what's kind of trending, um, you know, I'd go to the Northwest office, I'd go to the Northeast office. And while I was working, you know, you interact with other realtors. Yeah. And uh, you pick their brain a little bit and, and you really listen to these other experienced realtors. And I feel like I, I started building what I was going to do through other people, like other realtors. So uh, um, I remember one of the most important pieces of advice was given to me by, uh, by Dick. And, uh, and he said, you know, wake up in the morning and get dressed. Because if you, you, know, you look good, you feel good, you're going to have a more product, uh, productive day. So I've, uh, I've really taken that advice to heart. And you, know, you wake up, you know, throw on a suit, uh, suit, and you never know who you're going to run, in, uh, run into that day. I love that. In, in this business, when, I you love speak, that too. when you talk about flexible hours, it's easy to not wake up and get dressed. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to just be like, ah, you know, today we were just talking about putting on hats, right? Like our, our favorite days are, well, girls, I'm, my hair is not too difficult to do most days. Um, so, but it's like it's the best days where you just throw a ball cap on. But when you get up, you get in a costume for what you want to do. You feel like doing it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's amazing. So you, you go to work. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're right, even as far as striking up professional conversations, if you're in track pants and a t-shirt and you're in the Starbucks lineup, right? Like you're probably going to be less mentally available to yourself to be able to have a professional conversation because you just wouldn't see yourself in that state of mind necessarily. So it's great. So really just leaving those four walls of your home, being dressed, heading out. And at the beginning, you know, you don't have a lot of sales to when you're talking to clients being like, you know, I've done this and, and that and this is what my process is. So if you look very professional, at least that's a good starting point. I like mm -hmm. that. Make the most of what you can make the most of. Natalie, yeah. what about you? Our foundational box. So keeping in mind that my background is a little bit different because I knew, I mean, I knew the industry and I knew a lot of people in it. And so I guess one of the biggest things I did was talk to everybody I could possibly talk to. Mm -hmm. So even before I cho chose CIR, I met up with a few brokers, you know, and talked to them. A, I was trying to find out about their brokerage, but it also gave me a chance to feel out how they got into the industry and what they did that worked for them and what yeah. they didn't do. I learned a whole bunch of terminology that 14 years at RECA hadn't given me. Sphere of influence it was not something that I knew, and I realized pretty quickly it was going to become important. Um, my partner used to be a real estate broker, so I had some advice at home in terms of how to get started. I did do the um, practicum program through CIR and the bachelor, did the bachelor's and then the practicum and those have both been helpful. So again, I was seeking out the stuff that I didn't know um, as much as I knew what the rules were. I, right. I didn't know about marketing in the way that I do now and that networking component and that. So it was soaking up as much as I could. 
I knew that in my neighborhood, I'd like to do a lot of work in my neighborhood. There is a CIR agent who does a lot of work in my neighborhood. I reached out to her before I even got my license and she met me for coffee, which was was oh. was great and so also speaks volumes for CIR. I wasn't even licensed oh. yet. Little goosebumps, and we had, that's so nice. And we had coffee together. And I just, I mean, there was nothing in it for her. It was all about, all about me and trying to sponge as much as I could. So taking the PD opportunities that have been there and talking to people yeah. as much as possible and asking questions. Well, Nellie, like Sunny, and I know that you work more out of the South office, but you have done a really good job of same thing, like getting dressed in the morning, showing up to the office and having conversations with people. Like I see you here a lot too. Do you find that that's made a big difference just physically going to the office once in a while? Yeah, definitely. I need to get out. And frankly, I probably wasn't as good at it in the early days. I had had a nine to five job for a hundred years or it felt like a hundred years and I've got two kids and there was an element of, I don't, to go to work today yes. and I would work <laughs> it's I would a novelty right? it's yeah like a, there was a novelty yes. I would be working from home I would be on my computer I'd be making phone calls looking at listings reaching out to people but I wasn't necessarily leaving the house as much as I needed to be so that was something that I there was a brief period of time where I was kind of it was a novelty yeah that yeah. wore off yeah it, it did wear off and definitely getting getting dressed and out there um, I need to do that. My novelty Still. wore off when I realized my bank account wasn't reflecting yes. my. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, yes. oh, yeah. wait a minute. This yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. You, you reap what you sow. It's uh, for sure. Uh, very truthful. Um, well, let's let's change gears and let's talk about the uh, the business generation side of things. Because here's one of the things mm -hmm. I want people to pay attention to. If you've been in the business for 15 years, you're having a slow market uh, through you know 2019. 2018, whatever happened to be, or just in general, I mean, real estate is cyclical, even just economies, stuff like that. But here's two realtors that came in, and I like to say it this way, they ate your lunch uh, <laughs> in, in a lot of cases because yeah, they like didn't that. have a client, they didn't know, and they went and sat that open house that you choose, chose not to sit, mm -hmm. and they picked up a client from there, or they found somebody, and they had their own sphere of influence, but lots of stuff we'll find out you know, comes from outside of that. And, and I just want to pay attention to this because it's like, well, you were sitting at home and not dressed, or while some people were, you had to eat somebody's lunch. Like you literally had to, that, those people were going to buy from somebody, but now you were in the business and you ended up um, getting those transactions. So I just want to pay attention here to things like, if they did the deals, yeah. you could have done those deals. What deals can you do today so that somebody else doesn't do them? Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of my, my lesson for experienced realtors that are in a bit of a funk right now. It's yeah. like, don't get your lunch eaten. Get out there and do something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, you uh, lunch money thieves, <laughs> um, let's uh, <laughs> take us through what approach did you take to generate business and what worked well for you? Natalie, will kick us off. I did open houses every Saturday and Sunday for, I think, so my first day licensed was October 1st. So the first weekend that I was licensed was Thanksgiving weekend. And so that would have been a good time to sit and say, it's Thanksgiving. And my approach that weekend was, if somebody is at an open house on Thanksgiving Sunday, they're a buyer. Like, this is somebody yeah. who is, who totally. is committed because they've left their turkey dinner or their family time to go look at a house. Smart. So I think that listing, and um, it was a relatively new listing with a CIR agent, and I think I had 10 groups through, both wow. Saturday and Sunday that weekend. Wow. Um, and I worked 
every Saturday and Sunday, I think from October through till Christmas. Wow. Um, because I didn't have any clients who were shopping on weekends, and that has happened more since Christmas, that I'm not open housing every week. But definitely for me, open houses have been huge. And I think half of the transactions I've done or people that I'm actively working with right now have been open house pickups as opposed to my wow. existing network. Wow. So, so continue on with that for a second here. The, um, have you picked up some now from your existing network or have there been other things? Have there referrals? Has someone referred? Like, so, tell us about the rest yeah, of them. So uh, my second deal was somebody I met in an open house and I am currently working with somebody he referred to me. So I've got my first referral from somebody that I didn't even know when I got my license. This isn't somebody I knew from my previous life or anything. Yeah. Um, this is somebody that I met in November, worked with him until he bought in February and now his neighbor is um, buying and so I am now working with her. So about half have been existing network and about half have been people that I didn't know six months ago. Right. You know, I just met with a brand new agent on Thursday of last week and he was, you know, asking a couple questions, you know, kind of what should I be doing? And his massive strategy is open houses and he has this absolutely great plan for it and the way he's going to follow up with people, which is so cool. And I love it because we've been through the same things, but Every conference we've ever been to where you have like the thousand transaction person a year on stage who's been in the business forever and like now runs a hundred person team and they're just crushing it. And you ask them these same questions like, you know, how did you get started? And they're all like, I did as many open houses as I possibly could. And there's so many realtors like, I hate open houses. Like I don't want to do them. Yeah. I don't want to spend the weekends. Like it's not my thing. But I've, there's never been somebody ever. And I, you know, the generations are, are shifting, but who sat on stage and was like, I put $500 a month into, into web leads, right? Like, yeah. and this is how I got here today. Like, just, those stories are so rare and it's so easy to throw money at the process instead of time at the process. But it seems like time just really pays off even though it's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Sunny? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, my biggest strategy was, was working from the inside out. So uh, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on you know, marketing or throwing up bus ads and things like that because, I mean, money's tight at the beginning, right? Yeah, like it's, absolutely, and that's it's expensive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with getting licensed and everything else, so um, you just don't want to put in too much extra money at that beginning phase. So I, you know, started with my brothers, my, my cousins, my, my friends, uh, you know, working at the bank at the beginning. I, I had a couple good friends that were still working at the bank, so trying to get a little bit of business from them and that's, that's where it all actually started. So my, my first deal was, was actually my brother who was living at my house. Right? Nice. So, perfect. Yeah. So, so I was like, hey, you know, now's a perfect time to start looking for a house. And uh, so we did that deal and I ended up making a really good connection with the other realtor. And, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, I was able to pick his brain a little bit, and um, I, I have definitely found that it's not just building clients. Like, it's so important to build good relationships with other realtors. Oh, yeah. Because other realtors are working with so many buyers that if you, if you come across a really nice property, something that's special, unique, and you can shop it around to some of these other realtors, you know, you might be able to pull a buyer out of there. What was your approach to the, these people when you worked from the inside out? What was your approach to talking to people about your business? Mm -hmm. 
Lots of people are nervous because they think, oh, I'm gonna be that sleazy salesperson, the one that's hucking up business cards at every single party. And you can do that in a tasteful way. What was your approach to doing that? Yeah, you definitely don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's, and that's the perpetual fear, right? Yeah. Uh, let's not invite that person. You know, yeah. he's going to be pitching to us all night. So uh, I find people love talking about themselves. So if you ask them a lot of questions and they're just talking, you can kind of, you know, put in that put in that conversation. You know, now is a great time to buy, or you know, I. Or you could talk about a deal that you did recently and kind of kind of gain their, their interest in that sense. Nice. But uh, really just letting people talk. And then when they feel comfortable to you, you can kind of add in there a little bit of value about where the market's at or, or what's going on. Because half the battle is just reminding people that you are a realtor. Yeah. So uh, people forget, right? So if you've reminded them that you're a realtor and you've done this transaction recently or this is what you're doing on the weekends you know i'm, I'm doing open houses i got this yeah. cool open house i'm sitting at that's uh it, they'll, they'll remember that natalie you're you're you're, you're not yeah. in agreement it, it was that point about reminding them that you're a realtor because i i i'm not i don't think i'm a pushy person and i don't think that I can convince somebody who doesn't want to buy or sell to buy or sell. Mm -hmm. But what I want is that when they're ready to buy or sell, they think of me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's, that's what I want to be for them. I'm, I don't care if you buy or sell today, but when it's time for you to, I'd really like your call. Mm -hmm. And I'll compete for your business. Like, I mean, if you, you get the full presentation and I'll tell you why I'm the right one for you. Um, and stay in touch and having those relationships because that person who isn't buying or selling today but that you know there will be a baby, a marriage, a job change, something down the line. You want to continue having that connection. And for me, I, I guess I'm trying to play the long game. Like I, this, is, this is relationship building as opposed to about you doing a transaction today. Yeah. And so yeah, I really twigged when, when, when you made that, when Sunny said that, that uh, yeah, it's being there when they need a realtor and reminding them that you're a realtor. Well, I want. Oh, sorry. Go up. No, please, Sunny. Go ahead. Well, you know, I've had incidents. Like, well, I've had times where I'll be on Instagram or Facebook, and somebody that I have a, a good connection with that does mortgages or home inspections, and you know, they'll post a really cool article online, and I'll remember. Oh man, I totally forgot this person is a mortgage broker. Or this person does house inspections. Right. And if I have a home inspection coming up, oh yes, you know, I'm going to touch base with with this person. So. Just, just reminding people. Well, I think that's, and it's a good point of that for social media mm -hmm. because there are so many people that do a good job of staying front of mind mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that do not. And considering how much time collectively we all spend on social media, mm -hmm. if you're going to look at five, six, seven people consistently where once or twice a week there's a reminder of like, oh yeah, Sunny, like he's a realtor, he works there versus you know, let's say, Natalie, you don't do that at all, but everybody else is looking at all the realtors who are to stay top of mind when that's the place that so many people are spending their time. It's really important to make sure that a little bit of the engagement you do have is just that reminder of like, this is me and I want some of your mind share. Mm -hmm. a, little, yeah. a little tip on that is when you have someone that owns a little store in the farmer's market or, or anything, right? There's some kind of business owner, a painter or anything else, and if they post something up online that's interesting and you share it, you say, hey, big shout out to so-and-so for posting this. You know, this is uh, incredible information because of this, this, this. You know, it's one of the best painters I know. That person is just like, 
beaming now and they think, wow, like that person basically referred me to that and that law of reciprocity gets initiated, but you add value to your network, you remind them and people yeah. love people that you know, share and talk about their businesses. Sure. I want to, so the next question we're going to talk about is challenges. And um, Natalie, I want to start with you and I almost want to like name your challenge for you. <laughs> but I remember having a conversation with you. You can talk about anything else, but I want to start with this. But I remember being like, you're doing so well. I'm like, where's this business coming from? And you said, when I started out, I had all of these people that I knew that were like, absolutely, like you're my realtor, like I will buy and sell with you. And you're like, none of these people <laughs> have used me at all. Like this big pipeline I thought I was going to have completely disappeared. And I can only imagine that that would have been a challenge. Just, right? Yeah, so again, um, I had a little bit of time leading up to when I got licensed, so certainly, I mean, I'm not advertising, but everybody that I knew knew that I was leaving my yeah. job and I was going to become a realtor. And, like, I had half a dozen names who were going to buy or sell within six months. I'm like, I, I'm set. Like, I don't even <laughs> need to do anything else. Like, six deals, I'm, I'm good, right? Nobody has bought or sold who was on the original list. And I still think that, again, by staying in their consciousness, I still think that these are for the long game and they will eventually buy or sell and I'm going to be their person. But like, it was trying to plan where the money was coming from. When you're a new agent and you are used to a paycheck and there's no paycheck until you not even just like sign somebody up until the deal closes. Yeah. And so I, you know, I'm trying to estimate, okay, this guy's going to do a deal within three months. Perfect. That's April's paycheck. This, none of them, none of them have done what I thought that they would. So that, that was definitely, I, I mean, and I don't know challenge. It was surprising because like I, I was Plus that What's the money confident. you were banking it's, on exactly. too, right? Like, and so uh, I've also learned not to bank on money until you've actually got the deal because yeah. there, there's, yeah, and there's conditions no, are waived. And conditions are waived yes. and like everything is, yes. is dealt with. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was the deals that I've had have not been where I thought the deals would be. Tell us other, other challenges to overcome, because you said it took four months. Like your first four months, nothing happened. Yeah, so I mean, certainly a challenge to plan the financial side of things, clearly for a new agent. And Sunny was talking about not spending a lot of money on marketing. And so it's a challenge when you're a new agent, I think, to decide I've got this much of a, of a pile of money to spend. Where is it going? Is it marketing? Is it supplies? I yeah. mean, is it yeah. color ink for my printer? Like, I mean, if it gets really to that to that point. So I definitely think it's a challenge in the early days because you don't know where to spend your time and your money. And you probably have more time at that point than you do money. Mm -hmm. And so I did learn some of the stuff. Uh, I think it was in the practicum we talked, or the bachelors, we talked about the marketing mix. You don't need to do everything. Pick certain things. So. Open houses was huge for me. I had time. I genuinely like people and like houses, and I didn't have a lot of money. So that was, that was a good option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sunny, same question. Challenges. Uh, challenges? I'd say, you know, going from a nine to five to self-employed, and a lot of my friends were in the nine to five, it, uh, it can get tough when you have that free time during the day. And and you know you don't have a lot of people to communicate with or touch base, so it's uh, all of a sudden if you're not closing deals, you can start being hard on yourself. You can say, you know, what am I doing, or um, you know, is this even working out for me? Um, so once again, leaving the house and uh, 
and I'd say like really socializing and communicating with people. It's a I don't know, I'm trying to think of some of the other really tough challenges here. That's good. Well, even that, because you said earlier, you said, you know, you have to trust the process. Yeah. And <clears throat> doubt can be a huge problem. Yeah. Because you said you have all this free time, and you have this free time, you have time to think. Yeah. You have time to doubt. Speech you have like, yeah, you actually have all this stuff, and we, we think ourselves to death sometimes, and yeah. it, you need to have a process to trust the process. Yeah. Um, and if you're not sure about your process, you know, speak to a manager yeah. about that. But, um, you know, good for you for you know, committing to it and, and staying through that grind. Yeah. So, and I like the fact that you said you were having, and, and Natalie, you did this as well, is you were having real estate related conversations with people mm -hmm. because it's very easy to have kids at home and you're having uh, conversations about Paw Patrol and you're having <laughs> conversations about, you know, Monster High or you're having, yeah. or, or, or with parents about, you know, various things that their children are doing. You're not having business conversations mm -hmm. and, and that can take your head out of the game. It's yeah. important to have diversity in your life, but you know you, you do need to be focused on your, your vocation. So uh, actually one other piece is I found it's so important to surround yourself around other like-minded people. Totally. So people that are constantly pushing you to do better or uh, just having a lot of positivity in your life, like that, that will excel you. That'll keep you going. That'll, um, I, I'm such a strong believer with who you surround yourself around is, is the way that you're going to be, right? So it's a... Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes you have to start, uh, uh, you know, whether it's, it's negative friends or, you know, family or whoever it might be, you know, you, you have to drown out the noise yeah. and really yeah. focus in on what's important to you, right? So to me, it was having that flexibility of time, having more money, having, uh, having a lot of control over your life. So, you know, your parents tell you when you're younger, right? <laughs> like, you know, surround yourself around better friends or surround yourself around this and that. Yeah. And I found that's made a huge impact on my business is just surrounding myself around other very successful people that I have done that. well. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm a super emotional person, but it's unbelievable when someone says something that isn't super supportive or mm -hmm. questions or, you know, gives you a bad look like it's just unbelievable what little things like that can do when you're in a positive mindset and then just instantly you get a bit of self-doubt mm -hmm. and sometimes that self-doubt can just perpetuate the entire day for and sure that's all you think about mm -hmm. versus surrounding yourself with people who are like going to be the first people to compliment you and tell you that you're doing a good job for sure so i think that's huge good yeah. for you um motivate let's talk about some motivations um Natalie, i love yours because it is like super short sweet sentence yeah I asked before we filmed this <laughs> if this was too blunt but I have a mortgage to pay and two kids to feed so there's my motivation I gave up a salaried longtime career cold turkey and went into self-employment with um, no backstop like I mean this is this is me doing this and I have to get up every day and go to work yeah I there's there's stuff that needs to get bought yeah I love that. Yeah. That sure doesn't make a difference, does oh, it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. That is extremely motivating. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, it's, we were talking about that earlier. It's like when you, when everyone's relying on you, like that's a, that's a huge motivation. We yeah. Have, we have some troubles with uh, people that got steady income, spouses, <laughs> whatever else that are, totally. that are paying the bills. And it's like, you need to find something bigger than yourself to work for. And you do, you got kids. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I got to, you know, this is way bigger than myself. I was a single guy, 
had an apartment, two bedroom apartment with uh, one room rented out, so I had a roommate, and I needed $2,000 a month to live. That's all I needed. And if I made that, I was totally good. And it's really difficult to motivate yourself when you do a deal and you're like, that's three months of my expenses. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's tough to yeah. rise to that. So I had to, you, you have to come up with other stuff. So good for you. And that's because that, that can get you through those tough times. Yeah. You feel like stuff isn't working. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I mean, there, was, there wasn't a lot of quit. Like, there, I mean, I, I had to do what I could to make it work. Amazing. For you. Sunny. What was the question? What, kept you go what keeps you going? What's that motivation that kept you going at the beginning when, when things get a little bit tough, you get that doubt? What keeps you pushing forward? Uh, I always think about going back to the bank and that nine to five feeling. Uh -huh. I do not want to be <laughs> so back here's your there, alternative. Right? So, yeah. yeah, there's my alternative, right? So it's, uh, I've been really enjoying the flexibility, the, you know, having control of my own life. Like I do not want to go back to, to that other lifestyle and being stuck to that nine to five, you know, three weeks of holidays in, in a year. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Oh, that's good. Um, tell us about plans and goals over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Sunny, we'll start with you. What is your uh, plans and goals moving forward from where you are right now? Uh, right now, I just want to really just continue focusing on my business, just continuing to, to grow my clients, uh, listings, things like that. Obviously, I would love to be a top producing agent in the company. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really just, I guess really just staying focused because like you said, when you close a deal and you're like, oh, you know, I'm great for, for three months now, right? I, I had that stretch actually. I had a whole bunch of deals that closed and, uh, you know, kind of started sitting back a little bit. I was uh -huh. like, you know, things are going to be great. <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm doing so well. And, uh, you know, I started vacationing a little bit more, but I noticed quickly that if you lose focus, that you know, things start drying up, you lose out on connections, other realtors start reminding some of your clients that they're realtors. Oh yeah. And uh, so really staying consistent because you can, you can go away from your system that's been working so quick and you start realizing you know, you'll start losing clients or, or other people are swooping in there. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm back at staying consistent with my open houses, reaching out to my clients, picking up the phone and just saying, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's that house that uh, that we bought not yeah. too long ago? Yeah. So, you know, right now my goal is just staying focused and just continuing with what I'm what I'm doing. Fantastic. And not veering off track. Now, Natalie, you're still in that first year goal yeah. of of what you're doing. Have you have you reset your expectations at all? Still say stay the course. Uh, what do you where you're at now? Plans, goals in the next couple of years? So for the current year, I'm, I'm where I'm at. I'd like one a month. And yet I realized that, I mean, Sonny said that was a pretty, for him, that felt lofty. I don't know if I'll get there, but I'm certainly, that is my, my goal. Um, I think if I get there, then I think in the following year, I would like to double, Yeah. Um, ideally. And I don't know that I'll get there. That's still, frankly, I haven't made this year's goal yet, so I'm not sure what the following year. I saw your post at. though and you were saying you're on track. And, I and am on track. It, like I mean it's, it's I'm amazing. on track and yet you can have four months with nothing and then you can have one month with five and so yeah. I mean based on the number of months in the year and the number of deals I'm on track but yeah. I know that that can change pretty quickly. Um, 
I guess I still think I have a lot to learn. Like I don't know how to the re, the retaining the clients. So I've had clients and they've bought this year. They are not buying next year. Right. I know that. We've talked about that. But I still I don't want to lose them because either through the referral system, yeah. like if they have other people, or they will eventually buy. So I, I need to work on, I guess my goal will be um, figuring out how that works going forward because that's new. I've only dealt with current clients. I haven't really dealt with people from five years and then finding a way to get them back. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like more of the same. I mean, I something that I've done is I try to do something really uncomfortable for me, um, probably at least once a week, but maybe it doesn't happen. Like I, there's certain things that I'm not a cold caller or that, like I just, I'm really good once I get working with somebody, but I, I struggle at that to pick up the phone and make those first calls. And so I'm yeah. trying to pull myself out of my comfort zone because I think to get from this year's goal to next year's goal, I need a lot more of the getting out of my comfort zone. Right. Good for stuff. you. That's good self-awareness. Yeah, really I, know self -awareness. What I, I know what I like to do and I know yeah. what I don't like to do. And I also know that what I don't like to do will help my business. Um, like I sent handwritten cards to my massage therapist and my hairdresser when okay. I got licensed. And I didn't know their, I mean, I knew their last names, but that was it. I knew where they worked. I sent it care of their business, yeah. just introducing my, reintroducing myself as a licensed realtor. And that's not like something, that's not, that's not comfortable for me. Yeah. I like working with the people that I know or that have approached me at an open house. I'm a little less out there. Yeah. Well, when it comes, We'll meet to talk about the client follow-ups. Okay, good. We'll come up with a plan. Okay, good. I have one for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I have done. instantly yeah. done. Uh, so I guess you know, let's end it off with talking about some advice that you would give to people watching right now. And I don't, I don't even want to say new realtors because there's a lot of realtors watching right now that have not achieved what you've achieved deal-wise this year who may have been in the business for the past three, four years. So not just new agent advice, mm -hmm. but People watching being like, I don't have anything in the fires right now. I'm a little bit miserable. I don't know what to do. I'd like to leave this meeting with a bit of an agenda for today that's going to empower me, give me a couple action items that are going to set me on track for maybe getting something a few weeks down the road. Mm -hmm. What would you say you should spend even this afternoon doing? Well, not thinking about the afternoon, but uh, going back to the weekends, right? Like, are you spending your weekends you know, going out with friends, kind of enjoying the sun during the day, or are you going to stick to your open houses? Because if you can't generate business, you know for sure people are going to be walking through those open houses that are looking at homes or potentially selling. Um, actually, just this past weekend, I had one person who's came back to the open house twice now that I was doing, and uh, he's also got a home that he's thinking about listing in Dalhousie. He doesn't have a realtor that he's working with. Um, you know, I, we exchanged numbers and I'm going to be meeting up with him this week. Uh, I, on that same street, there's a, another listing that's uh, listed by another agent, another brokerage, and uh, it's a builder. And we were both doing open house at the same time and the builder went to his and then he came and walked into mine and, you know, I showed him the home and, and we started chatting. And he just loved the way that I was presenting things and painting the picture for the client as they walk through, as opposed to just opening the door and closing it. And uh, by the end of it, he was just like, hey, you know, 
can I get your, your information? I'd love to go, f go to lunch with you. And, it's uh, a good story. So it's, uh, it's really staying consistent and not just opening the door and closing it because clients that are walking through the open house, what you tell them and the picture that you paint for them is, is what they're going to think about. Yeah. So really just kind of having an idea of how you, how you want to present the home. But uh, you, know, you don't want to be like riding the client in the open house either. Yeah. So, oh. so uh, you know, I'll kind of chat with them on the main level. And then if they're going downstairs or upstairs, I'll kind of explain the details and let them know to have a look and, and just having a good comfort level. I think <clears throat> that's so great from the standpoint that to, to look at that another way, you're always on stage. Mm -hmm. And you're always on stage from the standpoint, we talked about being in the Starbucks line and getting dressed and yeah. you know, that every client or every person that comes into that open house, mm -hmm. every person you meet at an event or a party, you're on stage and because and everyone needs housing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs housing, and whether they're renting or anything else like that, but it's just your, your people are in constant state of judgment of do you know your stuff, and that's every time someone asks you the question, how's the market or anything. Mm -hmm. The fact that you treated that person, you know, you told the story, you had the system, and then he recognized that, it's almost like you've been discovered. It's like try putting yourself in a yeah. position to get discovered by more mm -hmm. clients where, you know, you're not going to Hollywood to become the next you know, actor or something phrase. like that, but it's like they're discovering your, your talents and um, I, I think that's fantastic yeah. where you can be that. I, I, I love that concept. Of, you might see that yeah, in an upcoming really course. How <laughs> about that's position really yourself good. to be discovered? And that's exactly what you did. You're like, I, I have this system, it's great. The right person walked in and there it was. I can attribute so much success in my career, which is why it's resonating that. I picked up a couple high profile clients who were, had rental properties, who were dressed in scrubby clothes because mm -hmm. uh, they're just out cutting lawns. They walked in and you know, who knew that he had a dozen properties to sell and mm -hmm. he had, you know, um, a huge referral network into the, you know, professional world of sports and that is it just treated him well. well. And that's actually how I ended up at CIR too, same story. It's crazy. And, uh, and I have another great story because I, I just recently picked up a new client out in Chestermere. Uh, I was doing a little bit of construction on this, on this space and, uh, you know, I called the construction worker, they came to my site and we started chatting and he asked me, you know, what do you do? I told him I was a realtor and, you know, we started chatting some more and he was like, oh, well, I was looking to list my place out in Chestermere. And uh, we started chatting a little bit more and next thing you know, I set up a, a time to come to his home in the evening that day. Uh, got the address from him and uh, I, I pulled the title, prepared all the paperwork already, just left the price blank. And when I showed up to that, that listing appointment, he was just kind of blown away, right? Like, what do you mean you've already got all this paperwork set up and, and everything? And he had a realtor that he's been working for like the last 15 years. Wow. One realtor, and he's, he sent referrals to that realtor. Um, he said just, just like a year ago, he had sent a referral to that realtor and he closed a sixplex deal with, uh, with that referral that he sent off. And he said he was trying to get in touch with his realtor for the last week, but he hadn't returned his call. And it just happened to be the perfect timing, so. And then you ate his lunch. And, and then I ate his lunch. And, then you and, ate and his, his lunch. dinner. <laughs> and, and his dinner. And his dinner, yeah. <laughs> so, and now he's looking to sell his home, and he said if he sells his home, he has, uh, he has three kids that he wants to give uh, down payments to, to help buy homes for them as oh, well. That's, that's so unfortunate. It's, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So, uh, yeah, he like you said, he was, you know, he was just dressed in construction clothes, just a, a normal guy, yep. but... Uh, yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Be on stage. 
Love it. Natalie, what about you? What advice would you give? Get out there. So, I mean, we've talked about that. So, A, get out of bed, get out of the house, get out there. Talk to people because so you're not getting any business sitting at home by, your, by yourself, right. probably. Yeah. And so just putting yourself out there to create the opportunities to talk about what you do. And again, you can't be the person at the, at the party who immediately hands out their business card and looks for the referrals. Like yeah. there's, there's certain ways of going about it. One of my, I had a deal closed two weeks ago and one of the buyers works at my children's orthodontist office. So this was one of those, like, I was in there for an orthodontist appointment. Yes. Um, and frankly, it was because I was losing my benefits. And she's like, oh, where are you going? And I said, actually. And so this started back in October. And she wasn't ready to buy in October. And we stayed in touch. And the other, so there's the making yourself available. The other thing would be the adding value. Um, so every time that I reached out to her, and it wasn't daily. I, can, I think I have a pretty good feel for people on how often they want that. She wasn't buying right then. And yet she was interested enough in the buying stuff to give me her name and her email address. So I'd reach out like once a month. And I would like find a reason to reach out with something that would add value. So you know, I know you're a first time buyer. You don't have a place to sell. You haven't gotten a mortgage before. Mortgage rates actually just dropped. So you know. By the way, you can get a pre-approval so that even if you're not ready to buy today, your pre-approval is going to cover you for a period of time. And every time we got a little bit closer to her being more interested. So there's the putting yourself out there and creating those opportunities, whether it's at an open house or a less formal. Yeah. Um, one of my listings right now, um, I was an acquaintance with the seller's daughter and I ran into her at the grocery store and we were getting caught up at the grocery store. She's like, oh, what are you doing now? Oh, actually, oh, my dad needs to sell. Great, so it's those things. And then there, the other component is the adding value. If I'm at an open house and I'm having a good conversation with somebody and I say, you know, the inevitable question, are you working with somebody? And more often than not these days, they tell you that they yeah. are, whether or not they are. And when they tell me that they are, I still keep talking to them. Yeah. I don't, um, yes. <laughs> I don't like, I'm not offended. If you're working yeah. with somebody, that's great. I hope they provide you Ooh. really good advice, really good service. While you're looking around this place, if you have any questions, if you want more information about the neighborhood, I'd love to give it to you. They may be working with somebody and that's cool. They may not be. They may have been trying to get rid of me. Yes. But the fact that I'm not yeah. offended and I'm still just trying to have a conversation, it's not about what they're doing today or how much money I would make off this person. It's about having a conversation with them. And yeah. so two things can happen. They can actually have an agent. They think, oh, that person was really cool. Yeah. Cool. She didn't offend me. Or they may not have an agent. And they're like, huh, she wasn't pushy. She added value. She told me something about the neighborhood, something about the house, something about mortgage rates. She just seemed genuinely interested. And then we have a connection somehow. And their agent may not return their call. Right. Well, <laughs> their agent may that. not. And, yeah. and, and, and if Sonny had asked and said, oh, are you working with an agent? The guy's like, yeah, I've had a guy, great, best right. friend of mine for 15 years. And all of a sudden, Sonny's just like, oh, okay, well, forget about it then. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then everybody's, you know, there's, everyone's a tire kicker. It's just like, come on. Like, you just, you just never know. I love, yeah. and I love what you said. We had another agent I was talking to a little while ago. It's just like, well, I just said I was going to do investment reviews for everybody, just do real estate reviews. It's like, I didn't know what to do. I, I just said, I'm going to do open houses, but I'm going to do these investment reviews and just call up every one of his clients created these binders to do the investment reviews like Chloe was talking about and, and just did it all and got so busy 
like with listings, he's like took like <laughs> six listings out of it, and then he stopped doing the investment reviews. But he's gonna get back at it. He said he's gonna get back at it. But it was just amazing how this works. You just get out there and yeah. you do it, and mm. hold on to this stuff because you guys will have a point in your business, and you're, you'll have moments where you're so busy. Don't forget about the stuff that worked in the first place. Mm -hmm. And um, I love how both of you just put yourselves out there. You guys have gotten it, and you and like I said, it's it's every realtor had an opportunity to pick up a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, but now you guys were the ones in the opportunity to put yourself in the right position to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, you guys. And quick note, Natalie and Sunny obviously love having conversations. Uh, so if you see them in the office or you want to reach out um, to have a coffee, I know both of you enough to know that you'd be thrilled to sit down and have a we'll conversation with For an sure. agent at any time. Anytime. And uh, so that's that. Reach out. And this, if you want to rewatch this video, it'll be posted on the virtual office. You can also listen to it as a podcast, CIR Business Mastery Podcast, so you can listen to it in your car. And that's that. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and hope you have a fantastic week. All the best, and thank you again, Natalie. Thank and you very Sunny. much, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. See you soon.